Welcome to Seeds of Hope. Listen now to this encouraging and uplifting message of faith and trust in our Lord, shared by Father Mike Moore. For those of you who may be new to St. Lawrence, my first assignment was here in 1983. And I remember during that time, I ran across a survey and it really caught my imagination. And in this survey, the people they surveyed were 50, 95-year-olds. Now, back in those days, people didn't live into their 90s very often. They had to go far and wide to find 50, 95-year-olds. Today, we've got several people in our parish in their 90s. People live to be 100. Back then, it was more uncommon. So here's the question they asked them. If you could live your life over again, what would you do different? Gave them a chance to reflect on that. And then people, the 50 wrote their answers out. Then somebody took all the answers and compiled them. And I want to tell you about the top three. The number one answer was, if I could live my life over again, I would have reflected on it more as I was going through it. Too much of my life, I just go from one thing to the next thing. Does this sound familiar? To the next thing, to the next thing. I never really stop to like savor it enough or really learn from my mistakes. I just kept going. If I wish I could do it over again, I would have reflected more. The second most common answer was this one. If I could live my life over again, I would have taken more risks. Too often, I did the easy thing. I did the safe thing. Now, they're not talking about brash, foolhardy risks, but there were things that were opportunities, and they said, ah, I don't know, and they passed it by. And the third one that came up most often, if I could live my life over again, I would have done more things that live past my life. Legacy. You know, that's like helping to build this new school. You build a new school, you're part of that. You're helping children and generations into the future. So those are the three things. Reflect more, risk more, more things that would live beyond my life. So you know, the reason that survey came up in my mind is I was reflecting and praying about the readings for the day. All three of those are in these readings. So here's Abraham and Sarah in the book of Genesis. They're already old. And God comes to Abraham. And this is a new encounter. He's living in a land where they have a lot of pagan gods. This is the first time he's met God as we know God. And after the debacle of Adam and Eve, all the stuff that happened with Noah... God decides to break into history, I'm going to form a new people. And he tells Abraham, you're going to be the father, you and Sarah, father and the mother of a new nation. I mean, that that story is 4,000 years old. 4,000 years old. And what does Abraham do? He starts to go. They're way past the chance of having children. How are they going to be the father and mother of a new nation? But he has faith. 
That's why that story is still around 4,000 years later. He was willing to risk. He was willing to risk. So what about us? Have you ever had risks in your life where you said yes, or maybe one you passed by? I want to tell you about one man. He's from Tampa. Maybe some of you have known him. Dr. Tony Lazara. He was a doctor from here. I think he ended up teaching in Emory University. He was a pediatrician. And all of a sudden, at one point, he feels called to go to South America. He's Italian. He lands up in Lima, Peru with a Spanish grammar book under his arm. Not knowing exactly what he's going to do, but he knew he was called. He's very devoted to St. Francis. I've known him through the years. He's been down there now over, I don't know, 35 years. He started a home for children who are overlooked, either abandoned or nobody wants to help these children. And lots of volunteers that come from all over the world spend time with these kids. The name of it is Villa La Paz. I get the newsletter from them and you see the pictures of these kids. They have so many limitations, but there are such smiles on their faces because they're being loved. Because Dr. Tony took a risk. It's like Mother Teresa. You know, when she went to Calcutta, she didn't know what she was going to do there among the poor. So what does she do? She starts doing what she knows how to do, teaching. So we know how they're teaching? She's using the ground as the blackboard, doing the math, spelling the words. That's how it started out. And then it went to the home for the dying, and everything else opened up. She took a risk. Now, you know, when we hear that, we could say, whoa, I, I, don't, I, I can't be them. Yeah, but here's the point. If they could do that, can't I accept the little risks that God's going to ask me to do? I mean, right now, we're not meeting the needs of our infirm in our parish. This, is a, this parish has three hospitals and four big nursing centers or assisted livings and then all kinds of little ones. Got people homebound. We do not have enough Eucharistic ministers to go take care of the sick. Now, you may say to yourself, well, I don't know if I can do that. See, there's the risk. We would uh, help form you. We would teach you how to do it. But it may take a risk to say, I'm going to go and be with the sick and help them. What are the little risks in our own lives? If they could do that, can't I take a risk? So then there's about reflection. I thought about the gospel. He takes... Peter, James, and John, and goes up the high mountain. Scholars wonder, what mountain was that? Traditionally, we believe it's Mount Tabor. If you go to the Holy Land, on the top of Mount Tabor is a beautiful Franciscan church. Beautiful, inside and out. But some scholars think it could be Mount Hermon, which is 10,000 feet high, where Mount Tabor is only 2,000, because Matthew only says it's a high mountain. But I was thinking about the apostles later on. This is years later. James and John and Peter. You wonder if they ever had a conversation where one of them says to the other, do you ever think about what happened on Mount Tabor when we were up there with Jesus? And the other one might say, I think about Tabor every single day. Reflecting on that experience. Why didn't he take all 12 of them? Why just the three? Were they the only three ready for this? He takes them up, and they see his divinity. 
It becomes dazzling white. The voice from heaven comes. This is my beloved son. And of all the things the father could have said, he tells them, listen to him. So whatever they're going to face in the future, they've seen God. And they know what they're supposed to do. Listen to him. So I think about us in our own lives. You know, I give uh, days sometimes for a staff of the school or a parish. I talk about prayer. How do we talk to God? How do we listen? Afterwards, I have them get in small groups and talk about what's the time when you felt closest to God or when you felt the presence of God in your life. So afterwards, you know, as a leader, I kind of walk around the groups, seeing how they're doing. And I overhear these phrases. Oh, I remember it so clearly. God was there that time. I could never have made it through if God wasn't there. It's like their transfiguration moment. Maybe many of you have moments like that. They're meant to be like wells. You know a well? You go in, you could take sips all through your life. You can take another sip from that experience. There was a time in my life when I had something happen that was special in prayer. I would say, wow. And then I would figuratively go like this. Okay, what's next? And I would, I would not drink that in. I would just pass it by. I don't know why I did that. But now I know you're, we're meant to like savor these things. You can go back to them, especially when we're going through tough times. We can say, I remember how close he is to us. And even though I don't feel it now, I know it's still true. To reflect more, like they talked about. And the final one, legacy, going back to Abraham. It's easy to imagine that moment when God's out there with Abraham, looking at the sky, no light pollution, looking up there and there's thousands of stars in the sky. Probably then they could have seen Andromeda with 200 billion more stars in that galaxy. He looks up and says, you see him? Your descendants are going to be more than this. Legacy. Things we do that could last beyond our lifetime. I was thinking of Monsignor Higgins. You know, those of you who are here a long time, he was here 49 years as a pastor, 10 years after that in retirement. Can you think about the thousands of people that he touched? I hear stories from you all all the time about him. Not just tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. But we all have a chance to connect like that. And that's a way that we help do something good that lasts beyond ourselves. So that's what those 95-year-olds are trying to tell us today. Reflect more, to savor and to learn. Risk more, to be able to experience the fullness of life. And finally, to pass on our faith. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you know. God bless you. If you would like to subscribe to the Seeds of Hope Reflections, just search Seeds of Hope with Father Mike in your web browser or wherever podcasts are available.